Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. On today's program, we're continuing with our family law topical discussion, in this case of custody law. And one of the things that we want to accomplish is to uh, to give all of you an idea of the difficulty, the struggles, and so on that anyone who goes through custody is unfortunately going to encounter so that you might be better equipped to help those around you. Mm. And I've asked Attorney Michael Zapatella to come back and help us to understand custody a little better. Um, Attorney Zapatella, uh, we just started to get into this topic of joint custody, something called, quote, joint custody. And um, we won't rehash all the things we talked about in the last program, but can you tell us what is joint custody? Sure. And as opposed to majority custody and partial custody that we talked about last week, a joint custody is the same as shared custody, which is something where the parents have a 50-50 arrangement or something pretty close to that. It can be anything from one parent having four days per week and the other three days per week, which is obviously not exactly 50-50, right down uh, to the children being with one parent one week and the other parent the other week and alternating in a like fashion, which is exactly 50-50. Um, sometimes we do see custody orders where one parent um, has vast majority of the school year and the other parent has a vast majority of the summer and one party thereby has maybe 65% of the time and the other 35 uh, Some secular psychologists, but the vast majority of pastors and Christian counselors believe that 50-50 custody for children rarely works and leads to a lot of insecurity on the part of the children and no sense of one place to call home whether that should be called joint custody or majority custody, partial custody. It's really a matter of personal preference with the judge, and what it is called really doesn't mean anything. What the court looks at is how much time each parent is having custody of the children, and it's often looked at by percentages. Well, what are the differences between legal custody and physical custody? Well, legal custody, first of all, means uh, the decision-making power access to the child's school and medical records, choice of religious practice with the child, and those sorts of things. Legal custody is almost always shared equally between the parents so that each one has access to these things as well as equal opportunity to go to a parent or a teacher, um, go to conferences at school, attend the children's concerts, etc. Physical custody, on the other hand, is who actually physically has the children and is taking care of the children, as we were talking about a little earlier with majority and partial custody. Well, what kinds of things must a parent be doing in order to have the court award that parent only supervised visitation? Yeah, it's a good question, and a good distinction. Uh, a parent must be literally abusing the children, um, unfortunately sexually or psychologically, physically, um, and they're denied regular partial custody rights. Sometimes a parent may have been convicted of a crime that the court says that the parent is a threat of harm to the child's safety. Um, the statute that we have on the books now lists 30 different offenses, 30-ish, ranging from DUIs to sexual offenses against children. Um, judges also want to know whether either of the parents has had involvement with children and youth services in the past. Well, what happens if a parent was convicted of a crime listed in the statute? Well, the attorney who filed the custody action could request that the court conduct 
a risk of harm hearing to determine whether that parent does pose a risk of harm to the child's safety and well-being. Or at the first custody conciliation conference, the conciliation officer can determine whether the parent poses a risk of harm to the child. Let me also ask you about grandparents' rights because we're coming down here. Uh, Do grandparents ever get uh, physical custody? Yes, there's actually a statute um, where grandparents can get custody rights. Um, They have the right to partial physical custody if the parents have separated, uh, divorced, or one of them has died. The partial custody rights may not interfere with the rights of any parent, though. Would I be right in uh, saying that or believing that grandparents generally don't get majority physical custody? Actually, yeah, you're correct. Not usually. Uh, Parents are always favored over non-parents in any dispute in custody that's taken before the court. Thank you, Mike. That's all the time we have today. Uh, Next time, I'd like to shift our discussion a little bit towards something called children and youth services. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.